This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. We have just witnessed uh, an exciting ending to a mediocre football game at Tim Hortons Field tonight in which the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have come to Hamilton and have swept the season series after beating the Cats 27 to 19. It was a turnover fest at the Donut Box this evening in which the Ticats committed five turnovers, one on downs, two interceptions, two fumbles, and uh, Saskatchewan took full advantage, scoring 17 points on those five turnovers. Um, all 17 on the first three to be uh, factual. And uh, hang on to beat the Ticats who had a shot at the end to at least send this game to overtime, but a Jeremiah Masoli pass into the end zone to Jalen Saunders with no time left. The football hits the turf, and the Ticats' modest two-game winning streak has come to an end. We are going to recap what happened. We'll talk about your thoughts on tonight's game as the Cats re-enter the losing column or the loss column. We'll get your thoughts on... What is going to happen next as the Cats now go out to B.C. to take on a talented Lions team? It's a West Coast trip, which is always tough. It's a team that has played very well in the B.C. Lions. Is this the time to go back to Jeremiah Masoli? I want to get your thoughts on that. And speaking of quarterbacks, and this is an issue we just can't ignore tonight, Johnny Manziel. The window has been activated So the Cats can either sign the former Heisman Trophy winner to a contract, they can trade the former NFL flameout, or they can release the girlfriend beater and party animal. Sign, trade, release. We'll cast your votes on that. We will, as always, take your vote for player of the game, and we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. 905-645-3221 is the phone number. So is star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game. The email address, rick at 900chml.com. All over Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. We'll take your calls, your emails, your tweets, coming up next here on CHML. Rick Zamprin here. 27-19, the final in uh, favor of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who improved to 6-5 and five on the season. Uh, Ticats now a woeful 2-9. and nine. They remain last in the CFL. Had a chance to pull even with Montreal in the East Division standings with six points apiece, uh, but that opportunity was not capitalized upon. A couple of e- emails coming in, this one from Dave. Uh, Ticats beat themselves. Offensive play calling was, for lack of a better word, stupid. Another email, this one from Randy. Hello, Rick. A painful game watching five former Cat starters constantly burning us. I thought we had a good chance to win this one with Kevin Glenn off the field. I don't understand keeping Mike Jones in the roster and releasing Brian Timms. Also, lots of undisciplined play and penalties. I would like to know what Mr. Washington was thinking. Again, Ed Ganey and Bakari Grant showing why they were starters in Hamilton. Ganey is an interception machine. It was nice to see the Hall of Fame inductees. They have made a Canadian game unique 
and a special treat. Honorable mentions to Simone Lawrence and Larry Dean for their efforts in this one. Some good catches by Tasker. I would pick Altman as the Cats player of the game. Brandon Bridge, an admirable job as starter for Saskatchewan. The Rough Riders scruffed and blew wind at the Cats. This is one game we should have won. A huge disappointment to close finish. Why not run it in uh, on the one-yard line? The schedule gets tougher. A headache to ponder. Go McMaster tomorrow. Have a good weekend, Rick. That email from Randy. And a uh, couple of tweets coming in as well. Uh, and who would have guessed? Uh, Manziel is the topic. Uh, Wes says, sign Manziel and start Golson. At this point, we have nothing to lose. Might as well see what they can do. And Bruce says, release Johnny B. Bad. Hashtag fifth quarter. Right, let's get to your calls. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Uh, what would you think about tonight's game? Should the Ticats... Stick with Jeremiah Masoli at quarterback next week in BC, and we can also talk about sign, trade, or release Johnny Manziel. Off the top of the deck is Mr. G. Welcome to the show. How are you? Not bad, Rick, and yourself? I'm okay. Uh, you know what? I've been listening to you for a long time. And last week... I'll take that as a compliment. No, it is a compliment towards you, sir. Okay, good. Uh, the guy, people that called last week and saying, and in my eyes, they were saying that Mazzoli is the is the savior. You know what? Tell them to give them their heads a shake. Because what I've seen out there, yeah, he threw for 300 yards. Yeah, he ran for almost 60 yards. But in my eyes, we didn't win tonight because of him. Mm-hmm. Okay? I would, I would agree with that. Okay? You know what? Everybody's going down the throat. Uh, I, I'm not saying going down the throat. Why didn't he put Claros in tonight? I thought, to be honest, they were down, what it ha- What was it in the third quarter? It was 27-13 at the end of three. Okay, you're two scores behind, but they really had no mojo tonight. They had no momentum. They had no flow right. offensively. That was the point to me to make a change. If not at halftime, when it was 2010, certainly going into the fourth quarter. This team needed a spark, and they never got it. Rick, three possessions in the second in the start of the second half. Two, the first two uh, were two and out, and then three field goals. How about no first downs until midway through the second quarter? You know, like <laughs> if that was if that was Claro's play like that, everybody would say, "Get him out, get him out." Exactly. You know, like I'm I'm tired of these tight cap so called tight cap fans. You know what? It's going to be another. I see another one like Calvillo. They're going to release. They're going to trade him, and this this kid's going to be a superstar in the league. I can see it too, and I hope it doesn't okay. happen. Mister G, who's your player of the game tonight? My player of the game? Yes. Simone Lawrence. Simone Lawrence. Great yep. player, great all-around player. Here's a guy who yep. gives it his, you know his all on every if play. I can say? Yeah. Can, can we please stop talking about this Menzel? Well, unfortunately, we're going to continue to talk about you it. You know, like, do, do you want a, a, a woman beater on the team? Nope. You know, like, I'm sorry. I'm a grown man, and that is unacceptable for me. I'm sorry. I agree. We're on okay. the same page on that one. That's all I have to say, sir. I appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to uh, CHML. Listen, I- I'm going to set the record straight as far as I'm concerned. I would I would not touch Johnny Manziel with a 9,000-foot pole if I'm the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But I will say this. I think they will offer him a contract. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. Why would you work out a guy and not have that interest in a player who's been on your negotiation list for not a few months, for a few years, they've had their eye on this guy for a few years. They could have dropped him from the neg list. 
when he was that party animal uh, in uh, in college and in the NFL, when he did um, uh, beat his girlfriend, when he did have those uh, wild parties and was showing up in uh, uh, you know places that he wasn't supposed to be, when the Cleveland Browns told him not to be in these places. But I have a feeling they're going to offer him a contract at some point this year, maybe not during the season, at some point this year, to say, hey, we just want to see what you got. How about sign, come to camp, be a good lad, see what you got. You can put some game film together for NFL GMs, and it'll be a win-win. We'll get a year out of you, you can go back to the NFL, everyone will be uh, laughing. I don't think Ticats fans will be laughing. I don't think. I think the majority does not want to see him here. That's just my thoughts. 905 645 3221 star 9900 on your cellular device. You want to talk about the Ticats game tonight about Johnny Manziel, whether Caleros should start in BC. I think now you got to make the switch. I think now you have enough evidence, a three-game stretch, in which Jeremiah Masoli has not wowed you. I know he was a CFL top performer last week, which I thought was utter barf. I mean, really? He was he was the, one of the top three players in the league last week? Wow. What a crappy week that must have been. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. At Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Let's go back to the phones. Kevin is on the line. Hey, Kevin, thanks for calling. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm... Um, uh... Drowning in sorrow, I guess. You sound like, sullen. Uh, most of us. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'll make this all fast and quick. Okay. Uh, love the program always after game. Thank you. Uh, Masoli, listen, I'm not uh, putting him down by any stretch, but uh, his uh, he's not accurate enough. He's got open throws. He's got stuff that's there, and he's not putting it in the pocket. So, um, yeah, the other caller mentioned putting Zach back in. And, again, to shake up on offense, but you maybe have to do that. The other thing in my main point is this, though. On the last play of the game, why don't you pound it in with C.J. Gable on the one-yard line? You're on the one-yard line. We're all thinking the same thing. pound it in. You don't think C.J.'s got enough to get it in there? That's your guy. Mm -hmm. And there you go. All right? Now, who put that call in? Whether it's Jones, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, it was the wrong call. Whoever called it. Was it was the wrong call, last play of the game. I, I, like, I mean, come on. That's a tight football right there. You know what, you it, know reminded, I mean? you know what it reminded me of? Uh, a couple of Super Bowls ago, uh, Seattle's on the one-yard line. All they have to do is give it to Marshawn Lynch to beat the mm-hmm. Patriots, and they mm-hmm. throw the interception. I mean, the Cats didn't throw an interception, but still, you're one yard away. Just run it in. He's the guy. Boom, bang, boom. Yep. Right? He doesn't have to take out uh, a first down. He's got to take a one-yard. Boom. You know what I mean? Just line it up proper, and you know your one yards there. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't call a pass play on the last play of the game no. when you're on the one yard line. Uh, another second or a second point, I guess I should point out anyway. Um, we have some talented inside receivers, and um, I'm wishing this now. Junior Collins gets back into the uh, starting lineup. And uh, we've we, we've mixed it up in the inside receiver position many times already through the season. But Junior Collins had a uh, great game on his last start, whatever it might be, three 
three games ago or so. Mm-hmm. And now but, he's back uh, in the practice uh, roster. Shake it up a bit and uh, let him take take some more. Um, we had some drop passes by the young Canadian boy, uh, but regardless, American, whatever. I know they're trying to do the ratio thing. Well, you have to do the ratio thing. Of course, of course. and but So you deal with that. But Junior Collins, as an American, or as an, as an import, whatever, he's, he's still more than capable of, of, of uh, what we've seen tonight mm-hmm. from some of our drop passes. And again, with Miss Holy missing his uh, opportunities. And it's just not a good thing. And as, the, you know what's going to stick with me, and I think everybody else? What's that? It's going to be the last play of the game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Without CJ, I mean, you know what? You line up behind center, you don't take a shotgun snap, and you just hand it off and bang, boom, boom. Here we go for OT. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, who's your player of the game? I'm not going to say anybody because this is just making me sick. Okay. <laughs> and hey, you're entitled to that. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Bye bye. Uh, let's go to Joe here before we take a commercial break. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm okay. Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, and you know, I listened to you guys for a long time, and I really appreciate your, your show. Um, there's a lot of things that have already been said that I wanted to say, but there's one person that I really want to point out, I think is the player of every game, okay. and that's Ryan, Ryan Bombin. Um, you know, I, I've, been, I've been stuck here in Toronto watching the game. I couldn't get down, and, and every time I see uh, he's on the field, he goes over and he picks up Masoli, he picks up Gable, he picks up guys, he gives them a shot in the back. I saw him today fixing his his uh, his jersey and so forth, and I really got a, a shout-out to that young kid. He's uh, he's really something else, and, and I really enjoy watching him. And he's just, uh, I think he's, him and Filer and Revenberg are just the soul of that offensive line, and and uh, hopefully we can build off that and get some successes. You know what? That's a great point. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because those O-line guys never get any publicity unless you know unless they do something in the community, right? Or yeah. or they do something horribly wrong on the field and they get you know uh, the, the the red flags thrown all around them to say, hey, this guy you know shouldn't be on the O-line. Uh, but for those three guys in particular, three solid uh, up, upstanding Canadian guys, yep. uh, I think that's a great point because they really don't get the publicity that they deserve. They're in there, game in and game out, slugging it out with 280-pound individuals on the other side of them and, uh, and holding their own. And, you know, it's been a much maligned offensive line this year. I think there is some room for improvement. Uh, but those three guys in the middle, I don't have any problem with them. Yep, 10-4. Awesome. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Lines are open for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We have a number of emails that I'm going to get to and a number of tweets that I will mention as well. They might turn out to be treats. Uh, When we come back, this is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Well, Ticats' three-game, or pardon me, two-game winning streak has uh, come to an end. Could have been three. You know, this team has not won three in a row since the summer of 2015. Late July and throughout the month of August, this this team in 2015 won five straight games. That's the last time this team has had a whiff of at least three in a row. Could have done it tonight, but just shot themselves in the foot time after time, misfired, especially in the first half, and it was too little, uh, too late for the Ticats tonight, who fall 27-19 to Saskatchewan. Riders now 6-5. and five. They would be in outright first-place position in the East Division. With 12 points. I mean, they were already that going into this game with 10 points. And uh, with 12 points now, they're they're now tied with the BC Lions, who have a big game this week in Calgary 
tomorrow night. That should be a doozy uh, between the Lions and the Stamps. Perhaps a preview of the West Final. Who knows? Winnipeg is in there. Certainly Edmonton playing tough as well. Uh, but Ticats now 2-9 and nine on the season and uh, really had an opportunity not only to pull even with Montreal, but I think make a statement to the remainder of the East to say, hey, we're coming. Uh, but uh, they might just be going. A tweet from Jeff. Uh, back to the old defense. Anyone who thinks Masoli is the answer is crazy. Calaris should have started the second half. D was good. Player of the game. Castillo. Emails to get to. This one from Lisa. Throwing on the one-yard line? Absolutely brutal, Rick. Who called that play? Still love the fifth quarter, though. Lisa from Niagara Falls. Well, I can tell you this much, Lisa. I did not call that play. I was screaming at the TV as probably everyone in Tiger Town was doing at the same time. Run the ball. I mean, you could have snuck Jeremiah Masoli from the one. You had Gable as a weapon. That offensive line... I'm sure when they heard the call, they thought, what? We want to pound these guys. We want to get that one-yard line, or that one yard. Man, oh man. Email from Carl came up empty several times, deep in rider territory, bad mistakes at critical times, poor clock management in the fourth, wasting precious time when down. Tasker, player of the game, that email again from Carl, back to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Bob has called into the show. Hey, Bob. Hello. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little I'm a little disheveled tonight, thinking yeah, that so this team I. had a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, it. Um, you know, it was a all round doonbo- boondoggle by the coaching staff and even. Our own players, like this fellow, number 12, uh, Mike Jones, Jones, I believe, yeah. Yep. He's the, guy, he's the newest it, whipping boy for Ticats fans. Yeah, and, and he's just played himself off the team tonight. I would have thought that would have been the case a few weeks ago, <laughs> but he's right, still here. Exactly. He's, you know, he's coughing up the ball at the wrong time, and they're, they're carrying it around like a loaf of bread instead of protecting the ball. Um, and then... that. On the one-yard line with a play to go, now I played a little ball, and I played left tackle. Okay. And there has never been a team that can stop uh, off-tackle play on the one-yard line. And with a back like J.C. Gable behind you, and the way that guy fights for extra yards, he'd have blasted it right into the end zone. Um you know, it's just a shame. I'm, th- I'm thinking the same thing. Right. You know, there he could have just blown it either inside or outside. Uh, I don't care who you are. You can't stop a one-yard off-tackle play. Um, just sad. They had the opportunities and just couldn't get it all together. Um, you know, Mazzoli, he tries hard, but... He just hasn't got that knack. And like I I would have put Zach in a little earlier to see what could happen because I'd have put him in at halftime because uh, Mazzoli just wasn't connecting on anything. Like we go to what with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter to get our first first down. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's not sharp. And that's been that's been the whole problem with our quarterbacks this year. They're not on the bit like the other team's guys are. Um, Caleros, in the start of the season, going through that string of losses, 
he just wasn't sharp. Um, I don't know whether they're designing a, a, the offense to protect his knee and don't want him to run or endanger it in any way, but it's just been a bad bungle by everybody right up to the top except for Bob Young um, in aligning this team. They've got good players, um, but they just can't get over the hump. And my player of the game is number 21, Simone. Um, he, Simone, he had a great game, I thought. He did. Bob, yeah. appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Enjoy the weekend. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Back to the phones we go, and uh, Dave is on the line. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I thought I'd call you back two weeks in a row, Rick, just to say hi. I don't normally call, but... Well, welcome aboard. I appreciate the phone call. Awesome. So the focus, it seems, is about, you know, whether it's one play of the game or the last play of the game. And to me, to me, it's coaching all around. Everybody's forgetting about two turnovers early in the game, clock management everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like we're taking our time, like we're playing schoolyard football. And uh, when you need to win a home game, why are we taking so long to call plays? And, and let's get moving. Like this is Canada. Let's let's go. So <laughs> yeah, the play clock's twenty second. We got to move. Yeah, let's, let's go. Like what are we waiting for? And so yeah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah probably had a few throws that he'd love to have back, and all those sorts of things. But to me, you got to manage the game better. And as far as I know, you know, coaches call the plays, and the players are supposed to execute. So that's my take on that. So that's the negative. On the positive side, though, defense is phenomenal. Uh, if somebody like uh, good old KG was playing in the game today with Saskatchewan, the game would have been completely different. But defense played awesome, and special teams is, is really starting to come around too. So I think I heard the, the caller just before me said that the players on this team, there's some talent there. And, uh, you know, you, you listen to the Ticats TV all week and, you know, players and coaches are talking about execution and execution. Well, I'm not sure where that, ex- that execution is because we're, we're certainly not seeing it on offense. But anyways, that's football. And there's my second call two weeks in a row. And I'm, <laughs> guessing, I'll call you, I'm guessing I'll call you again next week, Rick. It, it, it's, the, a stre- uh, it's a streak. And who's your player of the game? Uh Last week I said Gable and uh, Emmanuel Davis, which are uh, you know two favorites. But uh, I'm going to go. Uh, we'll probably go with uh, uh, Steady uh, Luke Tasker. It, he caught about three balls, I think, which were behind him, and uh, so he certainly made uh, he certainly made number eight look good today, in my yeah. opinion. So. And Tasker makes it look so easy too. He does. He does. But anyways, Rick, you're doing a great job as always, and thanks a lot for taking these calls. Thanks, Dave. Have a good weekend. Phones are open for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Vote for your player of the game. Let me know your thoughts on tonight's 27-19 Ticats loss at the hands of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. If you want to talk about Johnny Manziel, we can do that too. Do you want to sign? Do you want the Ticats to trade his rights? Do you want the Cats just to outright release him? And who do you think should get the starting call at quarterback? Because that's really, at the end of the day, the straw that stirs the drink. Who should start at quarterback for the Cats next week? Masoli's had three games now to show his stuff. To me, meh. I mean, the game in Ottawa, I thought he played good. I mean, he was good. He was, a, he was slightly above average. He didn't light the red blacks on fire, but he did enough 
to get an early lead and hang on to win, even though their quarterback got hurt and their kicker forgot to kick at the end of the game. But I digress. Uh, Tweet from Mike. Uh, I'd be curious to go back to Zach soon. I always thought this was a temp deal to see if Zach could find something from the bench. I guess we'll find that out. Uh, Calvin writes, my player of the game is all the fans who come out game after game to see this train wreck. Uh, Matthew would start Caleros and hope Damon Washington gets suspended or fined for spitting on an opposing player. Hashtag fifth quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's just a giant no-no. And he knows better. Mike also on Twitter, also really confused about the Ricky Collins Jr. pickup. We cut Tim's and give up draft picks for a practice guy. I guess they got a plan for him. I don't know what that plan is. I will say this, though. Uh, I mean, what did Brian Tim's really do here, apart from have one good game? And you know what? Now he's in Toronto, and he'll probably have a few more games um, of the above-average variety with Ricky Ray throwing him the football. Uh, Eric on Twitter says, yes, in terms of should Zach Caleros start the next game, so does ZZ, or I guess here in Canada, ZZ. Uh, and uh, Calvin said, I thought Danny Mac looked like he was in pretty good shape. At last check, Danny Mac, I was uh, talking to his wife on Facebook uh, just before Hurricane Irma hit. And uh, Danny Mac, in a nutshell, we all know him. We all love him. We all know why we love him, because he's just a phenomenal guy. He was boarding up windows at his neighbor's houses. I mean, he did his own house, and then he was helping other people prepare for Hurricane Irma. And at last check, the McManuses are doing great. Um, so we send them our love and our players, and, uh, you know, obviously they're dealing with a difficult situation down there in Florida in the aftermath of Irma, but they're good. So there's two thumbs up. When we come back, we will recap what happened tonight at Tim Hortons Field. More of your calls, your tweets, or emails. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. 27-19, the final score at Tim Hortons Field tonight. The Rough Riders come into town and sweep the season series against the Tiger Cats. They win the ball game 27-19. Riders now 6-5. and five. Hamilton 2-9 and nine on the season. And the Cats have to travel to BC next week to take on the uh, powerful Lions. A tweet from Joe with play calling like that last one. What difference would it make? But in all seriousness... Yes, nothing to lose That uh, in response to uh, should the Ticats start Caleros next week. I guess, you know, it, it comes down to uh, the coach or the offensive coordinator or whoever's calling the plays nowadays uh, to call the play, and it's up to the, the players to execute it. You'll, you'll hear about that throughout the week in practice, uh, uh, post-game interviews, uh, whether they execute it or not. You know, we just didn't execute when they lose. Or when they win, yeah, we just executed the plays. It is, it is the newest cliché in football. You'll hear, uh, you know, the, the, the prototypical hockey clichés. You know, we got to get pucks deep. we got to get pucks to the net. More shots on goal. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. I mean, you either make the play or you don't. You're either successful or you or you are not. And if you are not, again and again and again, you get executed. As in turf from the team. Filsky, sounds like Austin made that call. Uh, no, I don't think Ken Austin made the call. Uh, Masoli is taking lessons from Caleros again. I just triggered Zach's defenders MVP Tasker. So another vote for Luke Tasker. A uh, tweet from uh, Albert at Rick Samprin. What's the point of calling a penalty that's not penalized? Riders' timeout call when they had none. 
that was a perplexing situation. Also tonight, something I haven't seen is Josh Bartell hitting the uh, the the overhead camera line on the punt, which caused a dead play, and they had a they had a re kick. Phil uh, tweets: Caleros is going to bomb the game in BC like he did in the Grey Cup and in the regular season. Stop defending him; it's annoying. I'm not necessarily defending Zach Caleros. He has his warts. My issue is, if I'm coaching this team, I want to put the best players in the best positions to make our team successful. That's the name of the game if you are a coach, if you're a football team. Put the people in their respective players that you think are going to excel more than others. That's why we have starters, and that's why we have bench guys. Or backups. To me, Caleros has to be the starter of this team. Yeah, he's lost 12 straight games. So what? Half of those happened last year. He's still the best option for this team. That's just my opinion. You can have a different one. But if I'm given this roster and I look at it and I think, okay, who's my most talented quarterback? Who's going to give me, who's going to give me, who's going to give the Tie Cats the best chance to win game in and game out? To me, it's Caleros. It's not his fault when they lose, and he shouldn't be given all the credit when they win. But he is the best option at that position. Would be no different than any other position. Who's the best option at center? Who's the best option at middle linebacker? Who's the best option at safety? You go with the best guy at that position. I don't think they're doing it with Jeremiah Masoli. Ticats fans, chill is his handle or her handle. My man, our fans need to stop using excuses for Caleros. Oh, he tried his best. He's young. Give him a chance. He had 11. Actually, the number's 12, but I get your point. Uh, Jeanette on Twitter, in response to should Caleros start in BC, she's got a gif of um, the former Spice Girl. Can't remember her name at the moment. Uh, saying yes. So Jeanette is on board. Email from Mike. Uh, hey, Rick, bit of a downer to take the win, but some positives from to, uh, from it. Thought the defense played rather well, and Jalen Saunders had a big game, but the offense didn't have consistent production, and the Canadian receivers continue to be a sour spot. In that regard, last week I brought up the abundance of Canadian linebackers on the roster, and on a related note, I question our draft for a number of seasons. Some good has come from it, like Courtney Steven, Brandon Revenberg, and Michael Atkinson. However, it has been very focused on a few positions, O-line, D-line, linebacker, and DB, which has given us a lot of options in those spots, but we don't use a Canadian linebacker and only one Canadian DL and DB, so that leaves positions like receiver pretty poor. Seems we should have drafted guys who might be used on offense and defense, not just special teams. Bad night for DeMond Washington with the spitting incident and other penalties. As for Manziel, especially in light of the Art Briles controversy, we need to stay very far away from an out-of-shape, not-motivated woman-beater who can't read a defense. That email again from Mike. This one from Ed. Hey, Rick, enjoy your show, but I just canceled TSN. Ticats aren't totally to blame. Rogers won't let me watch it on my computer unless I allow cookies. Ed, just allow the cookies already. You can clear them later. Enough frustration to go around. Football is supposed to be fun. <laughs> but when I have to change my computer to satisfy Rogers' greed and watch Ticats fumble, enough is enough. Maybe see you next year. All the best, Ed. <laughs> That is amazing. That is the email of the year. 
Ah, the cookies got Ed. Email from Stephen. I'm not sure if I can recover from Ed's email. Stephen writes, greetings, Rick. Our guys looked flat in this game, not the defense. Defense played well. Turnovers will and did kill us. Keep Masoli as the starter. Here is the difference between him and Zach. Masoli has a short-term memory. Zach does not. Rattle Zach, and he does not get over it. Masoli just moves forward. Washington needs to get beaten by the players on his team. Well, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, stupid, selfish, unprofessional conduct. That was the turning point besides the turnovers. Player of the game, defense, and uh, I think it means to say Saunders as opposed to Sanders. Regards, Stephen, out in Penticton, B.C. This email is from Joe. we got a few minutes to go in the program, so i got a couple of, uh, couple of minutes here to play with. Uh, hey, Rick, well, I was planning on saying what a game after a beautiful overtime winning run, but unfortunately we can't learn from last year in the Grey Cup or a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. Why didn't we run the ball on the one-yard line? Looks like we got our slow start back, but our defense kept us in the game except for Devon Washington. That guy owes the entire team steak dinner. Man, he had a rough one. Uh, we also need to get rid of Mike Jones. I do not understand how this guy cracks the lineup. I know he's Canadian, but there has to be some other Canadian receiver out there that we can throw in. Well, that, that guy might be Andy Fantuz in a week or two. And I know we hear this every week, but I found that the referees again today were not in their game. They missed another big and necessary roughness call and a couple other big calls throughout the game. It's just when it's the stuff going to be fixed is getting ridiculous. I think either I fumbled that sentence or it was written incorrectly. I'm going to move forward. Our player of the game, Castillo, he had great punts in all of his field goals. Solid performance. Our defense also played fantastic. Hopefully they can keep it up and who knows what can happen down the road. Take care, Rick. That one, Joe from Niagara. Email from Paul. Even Austin would have ran it in on the one. June Jones lost us the game tonight. Multiple second and shorts and we throw deep with no luck. Second and long and we throw five yard outs. Play calling still a problem. Soli, Caleros, Johnny Football, doesn't matter who plays. The play calling coaching is just not good enough. That email from Paul. Last email of the night. This one from Phil. Hi, Rick. So much for a two-game winning streak. The Cats are back to their losing ways. Can someone please educate Coach June Jones on clock management? All that time wasted could have resulted in more points on the board. Start Masoli next week. Trade Zach. Sick of watching a losing team. Phil in the hammer. Whew. Quick call here from Manny. I know he's a hardcore Ticats fan. Manny, you got 30 seconds. What's on your mind? Oh, okay. I'm going to be quick, buddy. Uh, I just get this fighting feeling. I, I just I just joined in, so I don't know if it's been said already. But Zach Kolaris, remember what happened? He, he's playing on a on a bad team right now, well, with bad personnel. And I just got this funny feeling that we are going to end up with another situation like Anthony Calville, where the you know he came in on a bad team, he was mismanaged, he, he you know he lost his confidence. Now I'm not considering you know I'm not for a moment saying that he's going to be the talent of Covio, but he certainly did not forget the quarterback. He may have taken a step back because of his injury, but he's still a really good quarterback. And I just hate to see we're mentioning all this talk about Johnny and about Mazzoli, but this guy's going to get lost in the mix and uh, somehow. And I think he's going to beat a really really dominant quarterback on another team. Really quick, who's your player of the game? My player of the game is Castillo again. I, I think he's just been the most consistent player for me on the tight cats all year. Beautiful. Thanks, Manny. One right. last call, and that is Andrew. Andrew, you're going to bring the house down. Go ahead. All right, Rick, I just want to say that every time Mazzoli takes the field, all I can think of is his game in Edmonton where he threw three interceptions and lost the fumble. Not the good game in Edmonton, the bad one. <laughs> so my player of the game is Calaris because he's a good little soldier, 
waiting to get back out there and win for us. Wow. Andrew, appreciate the call. Thanks to all our callers, emailers, and tweeters. Big thumbs up to Will Erskine producing tonight's program. Uh, Check out the podcast at 900CHML.com. Download it on iTunes or Google Play. The next game, Hamilton at BC. It's at 11 o'clock start, which means we're on the air at 2 a.m. Join us then. You've been listening to The Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.